0: Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Hello everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I am Steve Shives. Hey Steve. Yes. Well before we start, I gotta I gotta do this thing in in the Senate. Could you just one one second The Chair recognizes the Senator from
1: the sovereign system of Late
0: Seating? Supreme Supreme Chancellor, Delegates of the Senate, a tragedy has occurred in the cinematic universe. We have become caught in a dispute you are all aware of, which began right here with the creation of a motion picture disappointment, and has now engulfed our entire planet in the oppression of fanboys who have sacrificed objectivity and taste in order to live in a state of perpetual lifelong denial over a terrible movie. To state our allegations, I present Queen Stevadala, the recently elected ruler of late seating, to speak on our behalf.
1: Hello, Chancellor. I just don't think it's a very good movie. It's just, it's kind of boring. Lots of things happen that don't mean very much. The chair
0: recognizes the nerds of Naboo. Steve Adala is full of shit. shit. This is a perfect the movie. We man. that we, you, we, we defer your motion or something the Senate done! Queen Steve of late seating, will you defer your motion to allow a commission to explore the validity of your accusations?
1: It is clear to me that the Senate has no authority to deal with these matters.
0: Therefore, I move for a vote of no confidence in the Naboo nerds. (laughs) DONE! Hey everybody! It didn't say anything about what we're doing in this show.
1: <laughs> Much like the film we're going to review,
0: that was pointless. And um, yeah, you know what? Take that, that little skit we just did and expand it to I don't know, thirty or forty minutes, and you have the movie what we're about to review.
1: <laughs> and, and and sap all the drama and tension out of our little skit.
0: Okay, what we actually do on this show is that we take—I have to say—a a classic movie. <laughs> and give it a fresh review to see if it holds up to uh, the reputation that it's garnered for itself. Whether that reputation is good, or crushingly disappointing and bad that makes you wonder what you've been doing your entire goddamn childhood. And the movie that we're going to review today, in in honor of a new prequel that's going to be coming out, I think the week that this drops, right? No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the week it after. It comes out on the 16th. Yeah, the week after. Star, uh, uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story. In honor of that, we're going to review Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. Right, Steve?
1: Yep, yep. Much like George Lucas back in 1999, we know we've made a mistake, but now it's <laughs> too late to turn back.
0: And we're never going to admit it was a mistake. <laughs> exactly. And we're going to hope that a whole bunch of uh, uh of nerds, of hopeless fanboys will defend the mistakes we made and try to convince us that somehow we're deeper and more f- <laughs> and smarter and that somehow we've created art that will will live on forever, right Steve? Oh, now uh,
1: fans wouldn't do Agree that. Agree with me or die. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think fans would do that. They're much more objective than that, right?
0: Oh, you're doing the irony thing. Okay, you live yeah. anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you will be allowed to live.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that's what you were doing. So let's uh, let's let's just start stabbing ourselves now, shall we? Yes. Um, let's do. Well, who who made it? Who who made it? Who made
1: this? Yes. Let us. Let's. Or or as it could be known in this episode, the list of defendants.
0: <laughs> Alright, it was directed by George Lucas. It was the first film he had directed since Star Wars, right?
1: Yes, that's absolutely right.
0: He hadn't directed Jack or shit for 30 years at that point? 20 years?
1: Yeah, no, Francis Ford
0: Coppola directed Jack. Uh, Shut up, (laughs) There's another one. They should just hold hands and get fat together and nap fuck it. <laughs> Stop making movies bothies. Just
1: retire. Rest on your laurels, please.
0: Drink drink Francis's wine, and you just drone on and on about how people don't understand your vision. <laughs> Leave us alone. It's produced by Rick... I don't think I work anymore, McCallum. Does he? Is he, is he
1: producing anything currently? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so.
0: Written by... <laughs> George Lucas, <laughs> starring Liam Neeson as Qui Gon Jinn, Ewan McGregor as Obi Wan Bado Bado, Natalie Portman as Queen Padme Amidali, Jake Lloyd as an abomination that should be destroyed. How dare you, Jake Lloyd's parents? How dare you? What were you thinking? Jake Lloyd could have grown up happy. He could have grown up without being bullied. You know he went back to school and kids were just like, force this away, jerk. (laughs) Dump right into the toilet.
1: (laughs) He found out firsthand the Jedi mind trick does not work. Yeah,
0: and it's not Jake Lloyd's fault. No, not George Lucas had some kind of fucking stroke and cast him when he made the movie, and everyone around him was too scared to say, can't act, George. I don't care anymore. I taste blue. We're making a movie? (laughs) Ian McDermott as the only character I like. <laughs> Not in this one. In the later ones, he yeah, becomes more say, interesting. In
1: this one, he's in it for about two minutes.
0: Or how about this? Ian, Ian McDermott as the only one trying. <laughs> and that includes the next one, which is really just a stab in my fucking heart. Oh, yeah. Frank Oz as Yoda. <laughs> Now, it's not totally Frank Oz's fault, but Frank Oz had not been doing puppetry for a while. And the puppet they gave him was awful. Just awful. I i guess they forgot how to make a puppet, but the puppet they gave him was stiff and could not emote and did not have any character in its face and looked like it was made out of clay or something. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it was Yoda after getting Botox. uh
0: uh-huh. hmm Oliver Ford Davies as that classic character, C.O. Bibble. Everyone knows
1: that one. (laughs) You couldn't have made the movie without him. He's a
0: major character in the movie. Does anyone know who he is?
1: You couldn't tell this story without that character.
0: (laughs) Hugh Korshi as Captain Pananka. I'm Best. You have I'm, to say it now. I'm Best who thought yeah. this is my starring vehicle. I'm <laughs> Best who thought this. I've made it. I'm going to be in a movie. I'm going to be in a Star Wars movie. I'm yeah. going to be famous. Everyone's going to love me.
1: <laughs> he called his parents after he got the, the part. It was the happiest day of his life.
0: i then... <laughs> Best as Jar Jar Binks. What, was Ahmed just like so thankful that he was working that at no point he said George <laughs> there's something in about this character that uh is a little uncomfortable
1: you want me to say what in what kind of
0: voice <laughs> Kenny Baker as Arby Doobie Doo. Good old Kenny and Arby Doobie Doo. I love you Ardooboo. Terrence Stamp as I'm barely in this movie. As Supreme Chancellor Valorum.
1: I requested that George Lucas cut out
0: most of my scenes. Mm -hmm. Samuel L. (laughs) Jackson as Guy Who Sits in Chair. (laughs)
1: You really need a dynamic actor like Samuel L. Jackson
0: for this role, don't you? <laughs> as Mace Windu, Ray Park as in, uh, playing three lines and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> Ray as Park the,
1: as Darth Maul's stunt double.
0: As the only interesting character, simply because we never got to spend any time with him, and then he's dead, right? And also, he and you know,
1: he tried to kill most of the boring people,
0: so. Music by John This Shit Again Williams? <laughs>
1: He just pulled an old score that he had written in 1984 Mm -hmm. out of a a drawer in his desk and said, Here you go.
0: Cinematographer or guy behind the camera that gets told by George Lucas how to shoot things, David Tattersall, (laughs) edited by or also known as people in the editing room where George Lucas told him how to edit stuff. (laughs) Please don't blame us. Ben Burt and Paul Martin Smith, production company Lucasfilm, distributed by 20th Century, oh boy, I think we're going to make a lot of money, Fox, released on May 19th, 1999. I saw it on my 30th birthday. Oh, honey. I didn't need to do soul searching on my 30th birthday. (laughs) It was bad enough my 20s were over, and I thought this will take me back to my childhood. This will be great. I know that the previews didn't really seem all that great, but I didn't care.
1: (laughs) Well, listen, man, how do you think I felt? I was, I had just... I don't care how you (laughs) felt.
0: Don't make this about you. How did you feel you
1: You Uh, don't have the history that I do. No, I don't. But but you know, I was just think. Just imagine, right? You're you're a young nineteen year old guy. You're fresh out of high school. Your your whole life is stretching out ahead of you. And what happens? A new Star Wars movie. This is the best
0: thing ever. And that was before I saw the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Budget, man. This is impressive. One hundred and fifteen million. I thought it would be more. Practically an indie film by today's standards. Get ready, Steve. This is going to hurt you. Oh, boy. Box office. (sighs) Yeah. People have been wondering how Trump got into office. Yeah, this should have been a warning sign. It should have been a warning sign. (laughs) Box office. 1.027 billion with a B dollars. I think a lot of that money were people because here's the thing when I saw it I left and I was kind of like a fanboy I said well it couldn't have been what I thought what I thought I saw yeah, I'll have I must to go have go missed back something I missed some. I, maybe I just I don't know and then I watched it again and I went oh, it got worse and then I ran <laughs> home and I watched the other Star Wars on VHS tape because they hadn't come out on DVD yet because George Lucas is a ball washing bastard who wants every <laughs> single fucking dime out of your goddamn pocket <laughs> and then I went no the originals are still good what's going on with this so I go back, and I didn't watch it the third time. Now I just want to do this before we start, Steve. Yeah. How did you watch this movie to prepare for
1: this review? Um, I watched a digital copy of it, which I acquired. Long ago from... from you, 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 Oh my god, you rip-torrented it. I, I I can neither confirm nor
0: deny. Oh. You met in a back alley in Mos Eisley and he slipped you a bit torrented Star Wars movie.
1: <laughs> I, I may have done something like that.
0: Okay, great. Here's Thanks. what I had to go through. What did you do? Went to Amazon and I thought, okay, you know what, for the review, for for the audience, I love you guys, I'll go ahead and rent it. You know, It'll be $3, just like everything else, right? Yeah. That's what hot. Guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's not. It's not. You can only buy it for $19 on Amazon. So I went, okay, well, maybe, maybe just on an off chance it's on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix. It's DVD only. Okay, well, um, maybe I'll find it somewhere else. You know, oh, I know, YouTube. I'll find it on YouTube. Nope, you can only buy it. You can't rent it. You can only buy the movie. You have to own it. You have to own this piece of shit. You gotta own it. You have to have it in your computer forever. So then I was like, oh, I do i know. I'll, 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 I'll bit or whatever, and I was going to become illegal. I was going to become a movie smuggler, and I went, and then I went, no, you know what? I have to have a copy of it somewhere. Didn't they release release a six issue uh, DVD that had all of the prequels and all of the Star Wars films? And then I bought it, and I took the prequels out, and then I kept the originals, even though they weren't restored and they hadn't been cleaned up, because as I covered before, George Lucas is a is a great big fucking job of the hut that is. Just sucking money right out of your pockets, mm-hmm. and I went. I wonder where that movie went. Where I know I must own a DVD copy of it. So I went into the trash pile. That is my garage, and I went searching for it. And I searched for it. And I finally found it. And it was scratched and was uh. damaged. And it was on the bottom of a box next to a bunch of junk. And I took it out. And I made sure that it was clean. And I stuck it in my goddamn computer. And I watched the fucking thing. And when it came out, I destroyed the. Th- I'm never watching it again. <laughs> So let's review it now, shall we? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, let, let's not keep the audience in suspense any longer. Great.
0: I can't wait. Steve? Yes? <sighs> grab your light taper.
1: Okay. My laser
0: sword? <laughs> you don't. Oh. Yeah, grab your laser sword. <laughs> and let's review Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Okay.
1: Would you, um... Just would you do. like? Would you like me to read the opening crawl? No, I don't want... No. <laughs> Because I don't think anybody who saw the movie wanted to read the opening crawl either after the first couple of sentences.
0: After the. Yeah, here's the deal. The opening crawl, which sets up the whole movie, and you read it, and you're like, oh boy. This movie lets you know exactly what this movie is in the second sentence of the opening crawl. Yep. It starts Taxation. Off. <laughs> The galaxy is in turmoil. Or no, it doesn't say the galaxy. It says the Senate is in turmoil. The Republic, or, yeah. The Republic is in turmoil. Second sentence. Due to the annexation of trade routes by. Uh, uh, the- i oh
1: you know, for all of you Star Wars fans who spent the intervening fifteen years between Return of the Jedi and this wandering about the finer points of galactic politics,
0: yeah, this is what we needed. We, that's we, clearly
1: what George Lucas and the other filmmakers of the original trilogy cared about. You know, mm-hmm. what about what about the the finer mechanisms of this government? That's what I really want to know about.
0: Yeah, and that's that's what happens. Apparently, there's this group called the Fade Fa- Trade Federation, <laughs> the Fade Federation, the, the Faber Babers, and uh, they've uh, put a blockade around a little tiny planet called Naboo. Mm-hmm. Not even trying, are you, George? You're not even you're not even fucking pretending anymore. You're just like Naboo. That sounds good. First idea <laughs> written down in stone. Doesn't <laughs> sound stupid or silly. Naboo. We're gonna make everyone say it.
1: Naboo. He went. He just he went to a mall and he heard the first random noise that a baby made, <laughs> and he was like, "That's it. That's what the planet's gonna be called." What he no didn't baby.
0: know is that he was saying that out loud, and he thought it was a baby. He didn't recognize his own voice. <laughs>
1: it has been a while. So since I talked out loud.
0: <laughs> so, what, what the, apparently what the crawl tells us is that the Galactic Senate is going to send two Jedi Knights mm-hmm. to go negotiate a contract. Doesn't that sound awesomely exciting?
1: Yeah, Jedi Knights, the guardians of justice in the galaxy. are yeah, going And, to and go... federal trade commissioners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. They're going to go negotiate a, a minor trade dispute. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So we Between show this sh-
1: loser trade federation and mm-hmm. one planet, mm-hmm.
0: they they show a ship fly into another ship that looks like a, a donut with a ball inside of it. Yep, and they get out, and these two cloak guys come out, and a silver looking C three PO kind of dude, but with a woman's voice says, "Hello, come this way," and they lead him into a comforts room. And who who are the two robed guys, dude? Uh, Steve?
1: They're well, they're representatives of of the trade. Oh, oh the, the, the 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 robe guys are our I guess our heroes, uh, Jedi Master. Good luck. Good
0: luck pinning down who our hero is in this movie. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, Have fun. I, that's it'll be well, great. That's who, who's well the main character in to, this fucking movie? Exactly. You tell me. Who is it? I hey. think it's R2D2. But that's because I'm holding on to him for dear fucking life in this movie. Like he's the only solid thing I got. At least Where's they're not R2? gonna give What's him any di- they're not gonna give him any dialogue that's gonna hurt my soul. <laughs>
1: Well, the two robed figures Mm -hmm. um, are Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn, played Uh by Liam Neeson, who is working off some kind of penance. I don't know what he (laughs) did, but here he is. He's working and, through
0: grief. Leave him alone.
1: <laughs> and his apprentice, young Obi Wan Kenobi.
0: Oh, Obi did Boba the guy that we, that we, the guy from the Star Wars movie. Yeah, played okay. by
1: Ewan McGregor, doing a pretty good impersonation of of Alec Guinness in terms <laughs> he's, of his vocalization. You know what? He's
0: he's not bad. If you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna cast a young, you know, uh, Obi Wan, that's not a bad choice. Yeah, he's huh? he's he's you know, he's got he's a stupid, right. stupid, stupid fucking haircut. Boy, he that's looks, a stupid boy. Yeah. Anyway, so why are they there? They're there to negotiate. And they lead him into a room, and then we cut to. Uh, oh, 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 oh. We cut to the, the Trade Federation
1: people. Yeah, the Viceroy, whose name is Newt Gunray. <laughs> And yes. and his
0: and his friend, um, fart knocklatch or whatever yeah. his name yeah. is. What's his name? I I don't remember his name. Does it matter? It doesn't Here's matter the deal. at all. They look like aliens, but for whatever reason, they don't speak in a foreign language. Instead, they speak with awful accents. They speak right?
1: with, Yeah, they speak with borderline racist, stereotypical like Asian Asian accents, like a very
0: stereotypical Asian accents, like which by toe- English. It doesn't make any sense. They could be speaking the Queen's fucking English. It doesn't make sense. They are of the same species in a room with no other humans around, but they're talking in pigeon English to each other. Does that make sense to you? It makes no sense to me. It and they have no a protocol droid that comes up and says, "Oh, um, the people that came in here, the fucking Jedi Knights." Um, so that there's that, and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> I did not realize that you Jedi Knights."
1: Yeah. Okay. So apparently they're they're that like in <laughs> They're idiots. They just don't pay attention to anything. Like, wait a minute, they're Jedi? The Mm -hmm. protocol droid is like, I'm pretty sure I mentioned that five or six times when they were on their way. I I I specifically said the the Republic is sending some Jedis to negotiate. You never said that.
0: I better call Spooky Man. Quick, put Spooky Man on the phone. So they immediately don't know what to do, and uh, 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 a hologram shows up, and it's a great big hooded head, right? Yeah. Hey, that looks like the emperor. He It does look an awful lot like the emperor. Yeah, well, no I, I bet it is. <laughs> mm. Anyway, the emperor's like, kill him. <laughs> Did you need me to d- tell you? Fucking, look, kill him. And also, by the way, you guys need to get um, Queen Amidala, who's the queen of the Naboo, to sign a contract to make whatever fucking, shit you're doing legal right yeah but wait what and they're like wait, what oh, okay. number one what is the what are they trying to do what is the fade treder, tr, uh, fade trederation
1: trying to do <laughs> see I, I mean I I I know on like a technical level what they're trying to do, but I have no idea why. They're, but they're, it's is it stated in the okay the, they want the, to invade Naboo and and they want Queen Amadala to sign this treaty to make their invasion legitimate, but I have
0: no idea why What does works. that have to do with taxing of trade routes? I don't have any idea. How are they related in any are they related I mean, they decided we're gonna tax trade routes and, and the Tate Federation went yeah went I, oh no <laughs> we better do something uh, let's uh, let's attack somebody i guess
1: yeah and i mean i i guess like the 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 guy go- the man who will be the emperor is trying to get them to do this so that they to create like a, a pretense for him to to rise to power i guess yeah but he's but, telling
0: them he's telling cloaky spooky man is telling them, yeah, kill the jedi and get and and tell them that they never arrived and and, and get the queen to sign the things you fuck goddamn it i'm on the toilet leave me alone
1: <laughs> i told you not to call
0: so then the the tate federation guys are like pump gas into the chamber until they're
1: dead <laughs> and at this point the, the protocol droid is like please just stop talking i i just this is wrong <laughs> this is so wrong
0: so uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are like in in the thing and they're like I, I feel spooky. And and he's like I'm oh, feeling sure some it'll... force
1: shit. Are you feeling some force
0: shit? Yeah, and Qui-Gon demonstrates that he doesn't he's a bad Jedi. And he's like I'm sure it'll be fine. They're cowards. It'll really be fine. And then the gas starts coming in and Obi-Wan doesn't go, "Oh, everything's going to be fine, huh? Asshole. I want I want a new trainer. I don't want to be your apprentice no more. You're an idiot."
1: Let's just let this play out. See how yeah, it goes. Yeah. So
0: gas gets it gets pumped in. Somehow Qui Gon knows what kind of gas it is, yeah. and he knows it on sight. <laughs>
1: no, people of all people are always trying to kill me with this gas. I know what this is.
0: <laughs> so they hold their breath. Yeah. They they you see them uh, breathe in, and hold their breath, and they're in there. And then the, they're like, "No, they got to be dead." Let's send down uh, our ridiculous. <laughs> Are ridiculous butter droids. <laughs> it's been and two
1: seconds. They've got to be dead by
0: now. I'm going to call them butter droids because in the uh, behind the scene behind the scene stuff, George Lucas admits that they're pretty much useless, and the Jedi can just cut them down like butter. Yep. And that's pretty much what we see. They're butter droids. Mm-hmm. They're stupid. They have stupid dialogue and even stupider voices.
1: And they're completely useless. They're totally yeah. ineffectual. They don't they don't hurt a single good guy for the entire movie, and there are yeah. like thousands of them.
0: <laughs> they go down to the road. Them. They open up the door. Oh, what a surprise. The Jedi aren't dead. And they, they just chop them up. Yeah, they, they come out lightsabers a-flying. And then the, they're like, Oh, no, we better send the droid to cars is what they call them. And uh, these wheelie, these little roller bots, roll up. And um, right about now would be a good time for a Jedi to carry a blaster because they have to stop. They have to uh, uh, extend legs down and then open up from a ball and then engage their shield. So the entire time that they were stopped... And and getting together to stop being a ball. The Jedi could have just gone, bang, bang, they're both dead, bang, awesome. But instead, they, nope. they, they get their shield and then they start shooting at the Jedi, and then the Jedi run off really super fast, far faster than the human body can tolerate, but I don't give a fuck <laughs> And far faster than they ever do again. Mm-hmm. Ever. Ever, yeah. They do it really super fast, and at times when it would have been really convenient for someone to move really fast later on in the movie, they don't do it. Yeah, especially one particular time. uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then they get into the ventilation system. They know they got into the ventilation system because one of their weirdo he- he- henchmen goes, they got to do the ventilation system. And they're so stupid that he goes, quick, uh, pump the gas into <laughs> the... <laughs> Close off all the vents and pump gas into the ventilation system. <laughs> Instead, they disappear. They they get into a hangar, and what do they see, Steve? They see ships,
1: uh, being prepared to invade the planet. To to in, invade, uh, not poor little Naboo. Why? I don't know. Because okay. they it's because they're they're mad and they want to get Queen Amidala to sign that treaty for some reason, so they can do the thing that they want to do for some reason.
0: Now you can kind of tell that this was kind of written as a first draft because there's a lot of dialogue in this movie that doesn't make any sense and doesn't play out and and this is probably the prime example of that Qui-Gon Jinn turns to Obi-Wan and he says no let's split up and take separate ships down to the surface right that's what he yeah. says We're both gonna stow away on board tactically that kind of makes sense because you don't want to both get captured and it'll increase the odds of both of you will get down to the surface of the planet it's fine right yeah does that
1: play into the story at all no because they immediately reunite as soon as they get back on the planet
0: <laughs> great so that didn't play that did didn't do anything at all they both get on the planet they get out they meet each other they're like well oh, that worked great <laughs> awesome so now we have these two guys where nothing is a threat to them. Nothing. Nothing is a threat to them. They can cut down these droids with like butter. Nothing is going to hurt them. We've seen them be practically indestructible for the most part, right?
1: Yeah, even, even though they're completely clueless and are easily, uh, you know, distracted and, mm. and deceived, it doesn't matter because you can't kill them anyway.
0: And at this point we're watching the invasion of a planet that we don't know and a whole bunch of people that we don't know and don't particularly care about. Mm-hmm. But we're supposed to, I guess we're supposed to be engaged? at this point
1: hey man it's the first Star Wars movie in 15 years you're damn right you're gonna be engaged it doesn't matter we're gonna show you whatever we're gonna show you any old crap we can think of and you're gonna like it
0: that's not how narrative works oh sorry Steve sorry I'm, I'm sorry but it's important that we now run into <sighs> Steve you have to do it
1: um, you have to do it you have to do it you have to are you are, are you are you are you referring to the scene where our two Jedi heroes earn your key dude do it our, <laughs> our two Jedi heroes uh, encounter one of the native residents of the planet Mhm um, um, a, a certain fellow by the name of Jar Jar Binks.
0: Yes, that's right, Jar Jar Binks. Yes, yes. They, they, they... somehow save his
1: life. They, yeah, they they stop him for some reason. Qui Gon saves him from being crushed by something in the woods, and I'm mm-hmm. sure Qui Gon wishes every moment after that that he could make a different decision. But sadly, yeah.
0: And our our enlightened Jedi insults him directly to his face. Yeah, a few times. A few times. Basically tells um, him to get lost. Yeah, and, but Jar Jar is like, hey, come with me. I I live underwater, and they're like, huh? And he's like, yeah. I live I know I walk around I have legs I don't have webbed feet or hands I don't look aquatic in any way fucking shape or form
1: <laughs> I apparently but breathe I, oxygen
0: but let's go to a lake this this lake and I'm gonna dive underwater you can dive with me and we'll go back to the city because I'm banished for some reason I don't care why he's been banished I can barely understand half the words he's saying because he's talking uh, he's talking like everyone knows what he sounds like at this point
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and wh- I mean he doesn't care that he's been banished either because he meets these two complete strangers and he's like hey I'll take you back to the city where I was banished from like is that yeah. something
0: that people do <laughs> right so uh, now we see uh, them the Jedi's gonna go into the water and they take out these little breathing things right yeah so they can breathe underwater Yeah. Jedi How are come, always prepared why come why come Steve when the gas was being pumped in they, did they hold their breath and instead take out the little breathing thing that they keep on their Batman utility belt and stick it in their fucking mouth to, oh, to breathe
1: you know why because George Lucas is a very smart screenwriter and he didn't want or, to have them doing the exact same thing, you know, two times, that's a double beat. That's a big screenwriting no-no. he he
0: couldn't remember what he wrote on page three Uh, when he got to page twelve. Yeah, that's probably it. Okay, great. So, uh, uh, now we have an underwater scene where they're following Jar Jar Banks down to this underwater city, and they're going down hundreds of yards. Just, just, they're going down so deep that they should be suffering the bends. The pressure should be killing both (laughs) of them at this point. But it's okay, because it doesn't, physics doesn't fucking matter. They're strong with the the force. And there's these cities under the water. These technological cities that somehow escape pressure and then get inside, and there's a bunch of animal more. They're called Gungans, yeah, and they don't seem people. They don't seem smart enough to be using the technology that they obviously need to be living underwater. But I don't know anymore. (laughs) Um, Jar Jar comes up, and then the King Gungan, whatever the fuck his name is, comes up. Boss, he's like Boss. Great, (laughs) Boss Nass is like Jar Jar. You shouldn't be here, and Jar Jar is like "Uh, uh," and. and then they're like, "Who are these guys?" And then Qui Gon uses his Jedi mind trick to get him to give him a bongo.
1: <laughs> yeah, at, which he doesn't even know what one is. But they're like, "Yeah, exactly. I, guess it, I guess you drive it or something."
0: Yeah, they're lucky. He said, oh, "Well, hopefully," he says, "I will give you a bongo." And he's and they're like, "What's a bongo?" He says the Obi Du says that Qui Gon and Qui Gon was a transport. Hopefully, I'm, they should have turned a car- corner and a sword should have gone through both of them. And he's like, "Here is your bongo." <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was giving you a bongo. But thankfully, the bongo is some sort of fucked up submarine with tentacles at the end of it, right? Mm, yeah. And for whatever reason, Jar, Jar is still going with them. <sighs>
1: because and they, he's but, banished
0: from the city. He can't stay yeah, there. They need to get to the Queen's palace,
1: right? Yeah, so they, they they travel to the other side of the planet, underwater, through the planet core, which is apparently just full of water. Okay, it's Star Wars. And, uh-huh. and that takes about five and a half hours. <laughs> And it feels like it's shot in real time Even though I know intellectually that it's not
0: Yeah, and we have dialogue that uh, doesn't uh, help us at all Understand anything about anyone Not about Qui-Gon, not about Obi-Wan Instead, we're given stupid backstory For this other character that we don't care about And at this point, we're kind of hoping it's killed Yeah, and the only thing we do get
1: in, in By way of dialogue from Qui-Gon Who, at this point, we're starting to think Well, maybe he's the main character But we still know almost nothing about him And all we get from him is just really boring like superficial uh, observations on stuff that is happening. Yeah. You know, like oh, look, there's a fish. Oh, there's <laughs> there's a bigger fish. Thanks, Qui-Gon. We're really starting to get a <laughs> sense for you as a character.
0: I'm telling you right now, as soon as we get back to the Jedi Council, your ass is grass. I'm not. No. And no more. I'm really scared now, Qui-Gon. You don't understand. You, I've been your apprentice for a decade, and I don't know if I'm qualified to even be a Jedi Knight at this point. <laughs> You are the worst Jedi ever. That, that's but why later you...
1: on, old man Obi Wan doesn't even mention Qui Gon. Yeah. He's like, "Oh no, I was trained by Yoda." Yeah,
0: yeah, Yoda trained me, not Qui Gon. No. not. Oh, did I say his name? Oh shit! Oh, oh I've got to turn around. Up. I've got to turn around three times and touch some wood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, there we go. Ah, the jinx is off. What was I talking about? Oh, your father.
1: <laughs> I'm going to go back to ignoring Qui Gon's Force
0: ghost. <laughs> I
1: don't see you. You might as well just go away. <laughs>
0: So um they get to Naboo conveniently. The lakes are connected, so they just pop up uh, right next to the Naboo capital, right?
1: Yeah, it's one of the it's one of those lakes that goes straight through the planet.
0: <laughs> and somehow, despite the fact that they landed miles on the other side of the planet, right? Yeah. They landed the the, the the invading troops landed on the other side of the planet. They got to the other side of the planet by land in these slow moving tank vehicles, and captured the, the the capital. Yeah and they got then they got the queen! Yep. And now we gotta talk about her! Yeah. She's the duly elected queen of Naboo! Yeah,
1: because Naboo has a very confused government system.
0: Oh, apparently because they elected a fucking 14-year-old as queen. (laughs) They
1: elect queens, okay... They elect children as queens.
0: Right. She must have had a... You know what? She passed a lot of legislation when she was a senator at seven and a half years old that really, really enamored her to the population. She's like the Doogie Howser of the Naboo government. Fuck you. No, she's not. (laughs) I think
1: Neil Patrick Harris is on his way to slap me right now. Somehow he knows.
0: the queen is dressed up like some sort of Bob Fosse nightmare geisha girl. Yeah. She speaks in a very flat tone. She's got white makeup. Up all over her face, and she's been invaded, she's been captured. And, and the viceroy is like, You're gonna sign these papers. I don't know why we just can't, you know, forge your signature, but <laughs> and I don't know why in this technological wonderland that is this galaxy that you have to sign anything with a pen. I'm assuming a pen and paper sign these papers. <laughs> Well, I
1: think this is also... The, the, one of these early scenes with, with Queen Amidala is also where we get one of her... Um, like, <laughs> a member of her staff or something. Uh, when, oh, when, yeah, when, when, that's when, when, Ciro Bibabo. Yeah, and the the communications go out. She's talking, like, to Senator Palpatine through the, yeah. the, the video hologram thing, and then... And like, it's he's like,
0: it, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I mean, you, are you assuming that I'm some sort of secret... I'm secretly like a Sith Lord, and I'm <laughs> orchestrating the? How dare you? No. okay. Oh. <laughs> Oh, And so he gets cut
1: off and and, and C.O. Bibble, her one of her <laughs> governors or whatever, is like, communication's up and cut off. That must mean that there's been an invasion. Like, what? So every hey, maybe time the wifi we goes mobilized... out, you think you've been invaded?
0: Maybe we should mobilize our armies and dispatch our, our ships before they get here. Nope.
1: <laughs> I think we're just going to sit here.
0: I'm not going to start a war. Then we may as well just sign the papers, you <laughs> stupid... What are you doing?! <laughs>
1: You you know you realize you're the one being invaded, right? You're not starting the war.
0: Okay, let's just assume that the Jedi's drowned trying to get all the way down to the frickin', um Gungan sea <laughs> lab, and that um, that there were no Jedi's coming to rescue her. She's now captured. They're going to take her to the prod. They say processor or whatever, yeah. and uh, then everyone starves to death. And eventually, she signs the papers. Great plan. Great plan, <laughs> Queenie. <laughs> End of movie. Great, great, great work, people of Naboo, for electing a fucking fourteen year old as queen? <sighs> But it's okay, because the, the two Jedis, they find out where the queen is, and then they rescue her, because they, they kill a bunch of butterbots, and then they're like, we got to get to one of our ships, and they get to this great big old silver ship, and, and then what happens?
1: Well, the ship is, is damaged uh, during the
0: escape. Right, so here's, here's some fun things about a blockade. Blockades <laughs> are great when you're a country, and you have ships, you know, on the water, and other ships come, and you go, no, you can't come here, sorry, it's a blockade, and they're like, oh, blockades also work great on roads, when you have like a landlocked and you just set up blockades on roads and and then you stop people on the road and you say, you can't come in here. In space, when if you're going to set up a blockade, you kind of have to set the blockade up all around the planet, right? You would think. Do they do that? No. <laughs> no, they're just a string of ships on a flat surface. And I guess it's okay because when they're escaping, they decide, hey, let's fly directly towards those ships instead of, I don't know, any other direction because up, down, and everything else doesn't matter in space. <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. so they get on the ship and they fly, and then they get hit, and they're like, oh no, our our shields or something yeah the 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 hyper drive, no first it's the shields, oh is it the shields because then our our badoo do <laughs> he comes out and he's like hey bitches what's up it's me I, I cannot. Got this. I will only be ruined a little bit in the next movie I, but I won't be ruining this one because I'm Ar-ba-do-ba-do and I'm your anchor guys because they're boy there's nothing here I'm gonna go do what I do bye <laughs> and a bunch of droids go up onto the surface of the ship and they're all getting blown away and then Ar- does a thing and fixes the shields and switches power and they're like yay and then they get Get through the blockade, right? Yeah, because the blockade stops shooting at them or something.
1: Yeah, I guess they're, they're, I'll just let them go. <laughs> shit.
0: And they get through it, but then they're like, uh-oh, um, the hyperdrive is leaking. we got to put down for repairs, right?
1: Yeah, and, and Qui-Gon is like, we should land on this planet up ahead. Can you, ans- k- called- can you ans-
0: answer me a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they go into hyperspace? Did they? I don't think they did. I
1: don't think they did. Well, then the other planet that they're going to must be really close.
0: Like, close enough for them to find almost immediately. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> But they're like, no, it'll be okay because we're gonna land on this planet called Tatooine, and it, and there's no uh, uh, fade trederations there, yeah, because it's controlled by the huts. and uh, the guard guy is like, we can't do that, the queen will be in danger, and it's like, we don't have any fucking choice, we gotta land, we gotta land there, we gotta land there where where there's slavery. <laughs> Okay. You know, sla- you know, slavery. Why not? Sure. Great. I mean, awesome. Yeah, hey, Can you, can you such tell me why as... there's sl- slavery still in, in the galaxy?
1: There's such a thing as planets' rights, okay?
0: How many times did the representative from Tatooine, representing the refugees from Tatooine, go before the Senate and say, We would like to address the ongoing slavery on the planet Tatooine. When will your noble space knights come and rescue us from this slavery? <laughs> oh,
1: sorry, they're all busy negotiating minor trade disputes <laughs> i would love to spare some jedi to come free all of your <laughs> slaves but there's just you know we're taxing trade routes everybody's flipping out
0: yep and so uh but that's okay because then they land on on tatooine and the the Tade federation is like where did they go we don't know where they went quick get spooky guy okay oh i'm doing the wrong accent quick get spooky guy <laughs> Spooky bag is like, "What? I was in the bathroom. I told you never to call. I'm sorry, Spookyman. But uh, the queen got away <laughs> and uh, we don't know where she went.
1: Oh for Christ's sake.
0: She flew away that way and we can't follow her. You <laughs> out of sensor range somehow. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Don't worry, I'll get my friend with the horns to go after them.
0: That's right, and that's when Darth Maul comes up. Yep. He... And he's like, I'll, I'll send him. It goes against my plans. Because <laughs> he... actually what I really want her to do is to get to the Senate to declare um, a vote of no confidence against, you know, Chancellor uh, Valorum. So that I can become Grand- High Chancellor or whatever the fuck the thing is. I want that <laughs> to happen. But if I send this guy and he actually catches her and brings her back here to sign the thing, then that, that vote will never come up and I'll never... wait. Wait a minute, what the fuck am I doing? It's a very convoluted plan. <laughs> I'm working not... against my own ends. Best
1: not to think about it too much.
0: That's what George said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just keep the action moving and hope nobody notices.
0: <laughs> and so, he, I guess we're gonna, he's going to send uh, a Spooky Man 2 to go find him, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, which he finds them f- fairly easily. Not How? sure why the Trade Federation couldn't find them, but whatever. How?
0: How? No, he, this is an honest guy question. How? Yeah, He. I all,
1: all we see of Darth Maul after that first scene is, I mean, the next time we see him is there's like a droid or something that flies up to him and he's like, hey, here's where they are.
0: They show his ship approach <laughs> Tatooine and land. Yeah. He just happens to know where they are for some reason. Remember, when they when when they land on on the planet, they're like, Oh, there's distress signals. Don't respond. It's a trick. They're just trying to find out where we are. Yeah. Oh, that's smart. Unless, of course, there's some spooky man who uh just knows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which means that our hero's clever action
0: counts for absolutely nothing. <laughs> But
1: we don't even know why.
0: <laughs> now there are two things: either he got the report from the Tade Federation people that said, "Oh, she went that way, and the only thing out there is Tatooine, but we're too stupid to go there." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, cool,
1: okay, I'll go to Tatooine."
0: Yeah, but we don't, we don't fucking, we don't, because oh. they land on, they land on the planet, and uh, Qui Gon, Jar Jar, Art Art, and R two D two are gonna go into town, yeah. to try to get parts to fix the ship, and um, the lead security guard comes. Up and and oh look, Natalie Portman's with him, and uh, he says she wants the queen wants you to take one of her handmaidens with you for reasons.
1: Yeah, <laughs> look, we want Natalie Portman in this movie. She's a rising young star.
0: She's curious about the planet. She wants to go. Also, as her queen's guard, I happen to know that this is actually the queen, not the handmaiden. Yeah, and I am letting her go because that's smart, right? That's that's what we do. <laughs> that's right. That's what we do.
1: Yet another plot point that makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it for 2 seconds like look, the guard had to know
0: right uh huh. He let her go anyway. Oh, well, didn't let whatever. her go anyway. Whatever. He, so here's the thing that they're talking about. She has a bunch of handmaidens that are always around her. The queen does. And one of the handmaidens is her her body double. Yeah. Who is sometimes the queen when I guess things are uh, dangerous or when the queen just doesn't want to pretend to be queen at the time. Yeah. Right. Th-
1: this is this is one of those parts of the movie that you can tell George thought was a cool idea and then he thought really...
0: he was so fucking clever <laughs> and
1: then didn't think about it at all after he came up with the idea. He was like we're just going to do it.
0: There's going to be a great reveal in the third act, or actually, I think it's the 19th act, yeah. where <laughs> when she reveals that she's actually the queen and everyone will be surprised. Or everybody will go, wait, what? No, no one goes, <laughs> wait, what? I already knew but, uh, the second time I saw her when, as soon as she was out of the fucking makeup, I was like, she's the queen. This is stupid!
1: Yeah, it's pr- it's like Prince and the Pauper. It's like, oh, that's, okay, uh-huh. that's, the, that's the queen.
0: So they go into town, and Qui-Gon's like, we got to be careful because this is a shithole. And it doesn't look like one, it just looks like a desert town. Yeah, And they're walking around and then Jar Jar tries to eat something and then an alien yells at him and then another alien comes up and is going to beat him up and then um, some kid comes up and says stop it and he gives a bunch of unconvincing dialogue and I'm like oh that's nice. One of the producer's kids are in the movie and he's going to get this little scene and he's going to say goodbye and then we don't have to fucking deal with him we can get on with the plot. Right Steve? That's what's going to happen, right? Oh. This, this kid who cannot act at all who could not say hi convincingly you know you just say hi he can't even say hi convincingly he can't possibly be in this movie for longer than this little scene. I, I, this is an obvious favor to some some friend of George Lucas.
1: Actually, there's a funny story about that. Um You know yes. the, the that kid that you were just talking about who can't act at all? Um, yeah. The character he's playing turns out to grow up to be Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. He's actually, uh, you know, he winds up being the most important character of, of the prequel trilogy. So, oh, that's so, right. So there's that.
0: So this is where we meet Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. This this and is how
1: George Lucas chose To introduce this character
0: Now I watched the behind the scenes And I saw the two finalists to play Anakin One of them was a professional acting A child actor A professional child actor Reading dialogue that was You know Had hard conviction You know He actually was great A great kid actor Really good Really good Like really good Could say any of the dialogue And make it seem genuine And realistic Awesome And then there was Jake Lloyd Who George had to coach Through the entire fucking thing Through the entire fucking thing Nothing he said Seemed real in any way Shape or form And uh He chose Jake Lloyd. (laughs) Now, I don't hate Jake Lloyd as a person. No. At not. all. He was a little kid. Yeah. He's the victim. His parents. <laughs> He's the victim here. They threw him into the fucking lion pit. They thought he was doing a good they were doing him a great favor, but they, they were doing it. Now, anyway, they meet this fucking, god damn it, this fucking kid, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, we're looking, oh no, a, a storm's, wait, wait, wait a minute. First they go to Watto's. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: Who is a junk dealer.
0: Yeah. And not Jewish. No. Or over. Middle Eastern. How dare you? Of course not.
1: That's, I'm sure nothing like that was ever even thought.
0: Of. He's like some sort of flying mini elephant thing, yes. whatever he is. Not,
1: not a terrible anti-Semitic stereotype in any way.
0: And unfortunately, Qui-Gon can't use the Jedi mind trick on him. And um, Watto tells him, hey, I, do, I have the part, but uh, you can't buy it. No one else has the part either. And Qui-Gon just fucking believes him. <laughs> he says, there's no, there's, okay. you know, and you won't find that part anywhere else in the town at the other places that sell space vehicle parts. <laughs> so don't and even Qui-Gon's bother like, looking. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm not going to try at the other place. At all. Bye. Then we mean. And and, oh God, in the angel scene. Oh, it just hurts so bad, honey.
1: Anakin thinks (sighs) that Padme is kind of pretty. Yeah. He says, "Are you an angel?" I've heard some of the dirty old men on the planet talk about angels. I'm eight. (laughs) Yeah. And this is gonna get really super creepy in the next movie. (laughs) You'll think about this interaction for the rest (laughs) of this trilogy, and it'll just be so creepy.
0: This is the most charming I get as a character. Even when I'm played by other people in other movies. (laughs) So a dust storm's coming. So uh, Anakin takes him home, and he's like, "Mom, I brought strangers home. <laughs> strangers from another planet. <laughs> yeah, strangers from another planet. Um, hey, did I mention we're all slaves? I'm a slave. Mom's a slave. We're all slaves. We have a little we have a little thing in in our neck that will explode if we try to leave the planet. Isn't that great? Yeah. And then he says, "Hey, uh, you, are you here to? St-? Oh, god, this is the worst bit of dialogue ever. <sighs> Where he turns to Qui Gon and I said, "You're here to. You're a Jedi. You're here to save us, right? And Qui Gon goes, "We don't give a. F- fuck about you people <laughs> really this is a trash planet you're trash people it's your own fault I'm here for your slaves here I'm here for spaceship parts kid yeah I'm here to do trade negotiation shit I don't give a fuck about you people and and little Anakin goes no I think you have he's wrong they don't he's they, completely they, they, they wrong. save nobody <laughs> he doesn't even do it when he becomes a Jedi <laughs> He says, yo, I think you're here to save to save all the slaves This will never play out anywhere else, anywhere, at any part In the fucking movies that uh, In this one or the next ones nope. Because as soon as I get off this planet I fucking forget about everybody Until it's convenient for me to remember them Yep. Come on, I'm going to show you this thing that's awful That's also written into the script <laughs> Takes him into a back room And it turns out he made C-3PO yeah. Does that make sense? Fuck me, god damn it so it turns out little little Anakin is like some sort of mechanical mastermind and he does pod racing which is the super dangerous sport and um, he made he made C-3PO He builds robots yeah, yeah and he's making C-3PO as a robot to help his mom around the house I'm not his mom's a slave to Watto but I don't know what she does for Watto do you know?
1: No we never see her doing any slave things at all
0: Fine then I'm just gonna say it hand jobs Oh yeah Ugh. Just gonna fucking say it hand jobs that's why they have a nice they have a house Fuck it they have a a house that's bigger than my house.
1: They have a nice house for for slaves. I mean,
0: yeah, you know, they have they're comfortable. They they live inside. They have food. They have a kitchen. They have all this other stuff. I mean, I guess you know it's a desert planet. Not too
1: many people live there. There's plenty of room. Why not?
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, and then I think Qui Gon's kind of like, is this when he is this when he takes a sample of his blood? I think
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And so uh, and then he's like, I'm gonna send these readings to obi do yeah right
1: yeah because Qui-Gon he, I, he, he senses that the force is strong in young Anakin
0: but in order to verify it he needs a blood test yeah because that's how just like works. in the other movies right that's how it's always worked before of course right. you just, that's what Obi-Wan did in, in in Star Wars he was like hmm Luke it must be strong with the force Luke look over there and he just goes <coughs> thank you got you holy shit <laughs> no, we're going to take all the mysticism out of the fucking force and just have it be a blood test. He takes it and he sends it over to fucking Obi-Wan. And he's like, yeah, this guy's chock full of force. He's so full of fucking force. Yep. Holy shit. He's got more force than
1: Yoda. And, and now we've established that you can have objective scientific evidence of the existence of the force. And yet there are still people who don't think that it's real. So once again, we we don't
0: think it's a fucking thing. We
1: have this, this part that renders Uh a huge, important aspect of star Wars to make absolute, no sense at all
0: Yeah And then Qui-Gon Has a nice little talk With uh, with uh Anakin's mommy Yeah And his mommy says uh, Yeah I didn't have There's no father I just kind of Gave birth to him I never really thought About it until now But I guess that was Kind of weird So now he's Space Jesus That's fine Great Awesome Wonderful so I, I
1: just want to remind Everyone at this point In the original Star Wars Darth Vader was um, Was Peter Cushing's Henchman Yeah I just want to put that Out there Now yeah, now, no. now, he's he, w- now he's Space Jesus
0: Now he's Space Jesus I guess he got demoted at some point. <laughs> he must have done something really bad. <laughs> Lord Palpatine, who posted these pictures of me in the tub? <laughs> Vader? Did you post these pictures of me? Thought it would be funny. That's it. <laughs> Grand talking I like the cut of your gym.
1: Yeah, I want you to take Space Jesus under your wing for a few
0: minutes. Goodbye, Space Jesus. Mr. I didn't have a dad. Ooh, look at that. But what will you do without me? I like I care. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. So yeah, we get that bullshit. And then we get we come to the stupid part of this I mean, the whole movie's stupid, uh, but yeah. now we now we get to this dumb part. And uh, so it, it feels like we've been on this planet
1: for about Forever Fucking
0: ever. Nothing's happening. But we get we get uh so we find out that Lil Anakin is making his own pod racing pod. It's the right? fastest pod ever built, Jason. Yeah, ever. That's what he said. And because he's a little kid, Qui-Gon believes it. Yep. And uh so he goes to why and he goes, Wado, we really need that part, so I'll tell you what. I'm gonna lie now. <clears throat> I got a pod and uh, you put up the money to race the pod. And then if I win, uh, you keep the money and you give us the part we need to fly away. But if we lose, I'll give you the ship. How's, how about them apples? Why, and Wado's like, why didn't you just go to one of the other dealers? <laughs> I was lying. Everyone has the... It's a common part. You know so I you was just, just blowing smoke up your ass, right? I'm a salesman, yeah, um, come on. You know, if it was just me and I needed to get all off the planet, and there were a certain number of us, I would just sell the ship to me. And you could take the money, and you could charter a flight off the fucking planet with one of the space people here. And if they didn't have enough room, I'm sure you could decide which ones need to stay, and you just come back and get them later. That, that's an idea, right?
1: Or maybe you have, like, what, ten people on that ship? Just maybe have a few more guys come into town and check some of the other dealers <laughs> at the same time? Just, you know, so you're not going all Better by yourself? yet,
0: his- you could take that little laser sword and just chop me in half, steal it, install it in the ship and leave. Yeah, I mean, we've already uh, established you're willing to lie. I'm
1: a slave owner. I'm not exactly a nice person. <laughs> just take what you need by force and leave. As far as you know, you're never going to come back here.
0: That's right. And then if you feel bad about it, send me some money later. Isn't that possible? <sighs> well, no? You want to do this? Okay. Okay. Great. Child endangerment it is.
1: <laughs> so you can get a part for your ship.
0: <laughs> So now we have the pod race.
1: Yes, we sure do.
0: In which Qui Gon's plan is to endanger this child's life and hope he wins the
1: race. Hope that and hope ch- hope that the child has not actually just been boasting about how great he is.
0: Yeah. And uh, to double down on just how awful Qui Gon is before the race even starts, he goes up to uh to, to Watto and he says, "Hey, I want to. I also want to sweeten the bet. I want to also win the slaves." And Watto's like, "Seriously." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't have both. And so Qui-Gon says, just the boy. Creepy. Yeah. And Watto goes, I, you know what? I didn't treat him that bad. He doesn't. He's not starving. He's clearly healthy. Yes. He's smart. Yeah, he's smart. He's, you know, I'll probably free him at some point. But uh, okay, if you want to endanger his life and then take him away, creepy man. <laughs> Separate him from his mother. Go ahead. <laughs> And then they decide to roll the dice to decide which one it's gonna be, right? Because he's he like, I'm, we'll roll the dice. And I conveniently have this dice that just has blue sides and red sides. That's it. What a convenient thing to have. Huh? Huh, Steve? <laughs> Isn't that convenient? <laughs> that to decide between the two, he happens to just have a thing that only has red sides and blue sides on it? Just on his <laughs> body? <laughs>
1: He just had he can't, it's his lucky chance cube.
0: Bullshit. Like there's a game out there that says we bet whether or not it's red side or blue side. It's the worst game of chance ever because it's literally 50-50. Well, he- <laughs>
1: Because George Lucas, he tried to come up with a with a, a freaky, like, Star Wars alien version of paper, rock, scissors, but he just had nothing. <laughs> he just couldn't think of anything. They couldn't take a fun. coin they, out. They have
0: a dice that's red and blue. Couldn't take a coin out and flip it? Just couldn't do that? Just, oh, let me take this and flip it? There we go. No, they couldn't do that. He has to roll a dice, and then Qui-Gon dice. uses the force to decide which one he wants. He cheats. He cheats. So he's willing to cheat a little bit,
1: but not enough to actually help his cause and really and cut like an hour out of this goddamn
0: movie. Yeah. He, You know what it is? He's willing to cheat so long as there are no witnesses that can report that he fucking cheated ah because if man. he had held Watto down with the force and taken the part then it would have eventually got back to the jedi order and yoda would have been like what did you do
1: <laughs> and you know what that's why he leaves obi-wan on the ship yeah so he doesn't he doesn't have to hear any shit from his, his goody two shoes little student like master i don't think it's honest to be shut up <laughs> just go back on the ship this is the real world. It's dirty out here. <laughs> oh, what are you going to do? You're going to run back to the council. You're going to tell them what I did. Go ahead. Go, go on. Put what on I your did. dress and go run to the Jedi Order. God, that fucking kid. You know, I just don't even get me started. Anakin, just don't even get me started.
0: But we need to do all of this so that there are stakes for An- Anakin in the, the pod race. And the pod race is just <laughs> fucking, just, it's just a, a chariot race with jet engines that are tied to a cabin and it goes on for fucking ever and ever yeah. and ever. And yeah. uh, we, yeah. very briefly, there's a, a point in which where Anakin is nearly being killed and Qui-Gon doesn't, is just staring off and we cut to scenes of Padme uh, not Padme uh, whatever his fucking mom's name is yeah uh, Shmi Shmi yeah and she looks like oh I'm gonna lose my son great thanks thanks Qui-Gon you fucking asshole
1: (laughs) (laughs) well as long as it was worth it so you could get the part for your ship yeah
0: and, uh, so, oh, but what a surprise he wins. Yeah, he does. This, oh, by the way, this scene also has one of the only things that I actually enjoy in it. What's that? The sand people shooting at the pod races as they fly by. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the sand people speak for us all. The
0: sand people. Oh, and also there's, no, there. there is one character in this that actually speaks for me at this point in the movie. When the pod well, race is over and everyone's won, yeah, Jabba the Hutt, who started Jabba, the race, is asleep. And so am
1: I. <laughs> and not only that, there's also, there's a, a, a cut to Jabba during the race, where he is clearly not paying attention <laughs> to the race. He's, like, he's like knocking like mice off of the, the yeah. ledge of his balcony. Yeah. It's like, why would you put that in the movie? Why would you have a character who is like, this is so boring? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're feeling.
0: Uh-huh. Well, we needed someone to identify with. Yeah. Why not make it the giant blob gangster?
1: Yeah. So That's George Lucas's <sighs> message to his fans. Hey, you uh-huh. people are no better than Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> why don't you like this? This is great. <laughs>
0: So Qui-Gon won the bet. Um, Watto's like, nah. And uh, he's like, oh, well, tough. I get the boy and I get all the parts and you get nothing. Ha ha And they ride out and they drop off the, the fucking parts. And, and Qui-Gon's like, I'm going back for the boy. And Obi-Wan's like, what?
1: What boy? What you, oh, oh, the, the boy, boy with the blood test? The boy oh,
0: who you okay. took blood from without his mom's permission? That boy? Okay, I guess. why? Bye. And um Anakin's like, Yay, I'm leaving! And then he stops and he says, I don't want to leave without my mom. And mom's like, Just get go. It's okay. I'm sure you'll come back and free all of us when you're a Jedi, right? You'll come back. You'll free us all when you're a Jedi. You'll convince the Jedi Order that slavery maybe should be something that stopped instead of them just sitting around their giant mushroom capital sitting in chairs going, Well, well, what is a trade federation doing now? I'm sure that they'll come and stop this obvious injustice because they're beacons of light and hope in the in the old Republic. Bye! Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Meanwhile, little Jake Lloyd unconvincingly uh uh convinces us that he's gonna miss this person and, and then they, they're they're going for some reason, they're running back to the ship. And yeah. and Anakin's like, well, Master Qui-gon, wait, I'm tired and Qui Gon turns around and who's behind him? It's Darth Maul. Oh no. He's shown up. Why? Just in time. <laughs>
1: because they need to have a half-ass action scene we showed before, him land they, and, before they escaped the planet. And
0: throw out a little ball droid that was going around, I guess, taking pictures. And then it came back to him and went, hey, look what I found. And he's like, oh, I'm going to get on my, my motorcycle and I'm going to go stop them now right when they're about to leave. That'll be great, right? Yeah. And he whips out his little laser sword and they have a little laser sword fight. Anakin gets in the ship and they take off and then Qui-Gon jumps onto the ramp and they fly away. Great fight. He's like, see
1: you later, sucker. Yeah.
0: And he's like, duh, I wonder who that was. Yeah,
1: that was weird. Anyway, let's go.
0: Don't we have an ancient enemy called the Sith that know how to fight just like us and use the Force? Yep, do you think that was one of them? I don't know. (laughs) What do you think? I don't know, kid. Could have just been a farmer that went crazy and found a lightsaber. (laughs) Get off my land! You're filling up my holes! (laughs) nope but it's a good thing that uh, uh, Darth Maul didn't succeed because if he had then uh, Quigina Amidala wouldn't go back to the Senate and then vote no confidence to make, uh, make Palpatine the Thai Chancellor yeah which is what happens next this movie makes no fucking sense Steve <laughs>
1: I know they 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 fly back to Courrissant. Yep, um, or as Jake Lloyd pronounced it, Coruscant, coruscant. <laughs> Before George Lucas face palmed and was like, "I've made a terrible mistake." <laughs>
0: he never even thought that. <laughs> <laughs> He never thought for a minute until they saw the final thing fucking edited together did he think he made a mistake. <laughs> he said,
1: it's the night before the world premiere. Maybe I should watch it.
0: They saw the final he, edit of it, and he and the whole room oh, was quiet. And they were oh, like, because they filmed it. They filmed it because they thought, oh, it'll and, be great. We'll get great reactions out of them. And it was like, all, they were like told Santa Claus just committed suicide. Yeah, and like,
1: Rick McCollum was sitting there going, I wonder if I could switch places with Rick Berman and anyone would notice. <laughs> I've got to get out of here.
0: But then they justified everything, and they released it anyway. They released it anyway. Anyway, so they get the Kupa Kappa and uh, <laughs> Chancellor Vorlon comes out and meets the Queen and says, "Oh, thank goodness you're here. Wish we could have done something to help you." It's not like it's not like there are literally maybe trillions or quadrillions of people in the galaxy that all live in the Galactic uh, Republic, and probably could have sent I don't know even a tiny flotilla of people to make sure that your people are okay. And I don't know why we don't have communications. Do you know why we don't have communications <laughs> with anybody anywhere? about anything? No? This is a pretty slipshot operation. Is, yeah, we're... Oh, we're oh, come on, let's go. So she goes into the Senate and then the Jedi's go to the Jedi Order Mushroom Building. And they bring up a uh, little Anakin. And Qui-Gon's like, I want to teach him. I want him to be my apprentice. He's the chosen one. And Obi-Wan's like, please, I want... No, I can take the test. I'll take the trials. I don't care <laughs> if I fail. Just please, I don't want to be his apprentice no more.
1: <laughs> Let me graduate or expel me i don't care i'm just i'm done with this
0: please i've had to cover up so many of his petty crimes i just <laughs> don't want to be his no more please <laughs> But the council's like, um, let's let's question him, right? And they question him? Yeah. And boy, that's a great scene, isn't it? Where a puppet yeah. and a bored Samuel L. Jackson talk to a kid, and then they go, you know, he can't be a Jedi. He's dangerous. He's
1: going to kill everybody. You get that, right?
0: Oh, yeah. And also, he's not the, what do they call it? The chosen one? The, the,
1: yeah. The one who's to bring balance.
0: The one that's to bring balance to the force. That thing that didn't go anywhere. Remember that prophecy? <laughs> who, who who did the prophecy? It doesn't matter. What's the prophecy about? That doesn't matter either. doesn't matter prophecy? Shut up. What are you talking about? Okay. He's dangerous. He shouldn't learn. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs>
1: yeah, Qui-Gon's like, I'm going to do it
0: anyway. obi like, do you see what I'm talking about?
1: Please. He's... Yoda, from now on, can I just say that you
0: trained me when, pe- <laughs> people, when people ask? Sure. I can't stop you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Care, I do not. But now we've got to get to the other part with the, the whole Senate scene. So she oh, meets yes. totally not Darth Sidious, uh, 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 Ambassador uh, Palpatine. Palpatine. yeah. And he's like, listen, the Senate's all fucked up and we need to fix it. So what I want you to do is when you go in there, you're going to tell them, hey, we're being blockaded and people are dying, apparently. So, uh, yeah. do something. And when they get all mired up, you need to say that you want to put a vote of no confidence to have the Chancellor replaced. And she didn't immediately go, how does that help us? How does it, how does that help us?
1: <laughs> Look, sis, just do it. You
0: would think that if they have to change, cha- change uh, a vote of no confidence, then they have to organize a vote for everyone in the galaxy to vote for a new Chancellor. And in the meantime, everyone on our planet is dead. How does that help us exactly? <laughs> Can't you just send us some relief supplies? <laughs> Or something, or maybe a military presence, or anything. Maybe more than two Jedi. Anything. No, this is the only way. Oh, okay. I'm stupid. Why not? Works for me. So they go into the Senate, and the thing he told her to do is exactly what happens. So why, why yep. did we need to see the scene? Could you tell me why we needed to see the scene?
1: <laughs> I because I, I'm telling you, George Lucas is fascinated by galactic
0: <laughs> politics. <laughs> So now, Queen Amidala is going back to Naboo to do something.
1: Yeah, she just sort of decides, I want to go home, and everybody around her is like, you really shouldn't do that. No, the, the your gem- your well, planet is occupied mm-hmm. by a hostile army. Now I'm going back.
0: The Jedi tell Qui-Gon to go back to Naboo to find out who was the person that was trying to kill Amidala, even though he sounds like a spooky Sith person. Uh, maybe it was just a crazy farm. We don't know, but we need to find out who it is. Uh, so instead of going back to Tatooine, where you last saw him, go back with the Queen, because Cause we're pretty sure he'll be there thank god the writer is writing this so it does happen but based on no information at all uh go back to naboo and not the place where you saw this guy last and conduct your investigation don't help her you're not there to okay let's, let's no one cares about naboo okay <laughs> but take it could a, be anywhere take your apprentice and so everyone's <laughs> like god damn it
1: <laughs> please just let me stay here
0: and uh take that kid and uh throw him into a grinder i don't we don't care <laughs> <laughs>
1: I can't overemphasize how little we
0: care about the kid. The kid's dangerous. We don't want him trained. You don't get to train him. Stop it. And Qui- Qui-Gon's like, oh, well, you can't stop me while I'm going, can't you? you can't stop uh, me while I'm going." Okay. This is when we find out a lot of stupid fucking shit about the Jedi. Like, here's this eight-year-old kid, and they're like, you're too old. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how old do you have to be? What's the entrance age? Two? It's like when the baby lifts up the bottle with the force to feed itself. You just surrender your baby to the Jedi Order.
1: (laughs) And apparently you do it in a hurry because they (laughs) age out really quick.
0: (laughs) Is this the one where we find out that the Jedi can't have wives? Do we find out no, in this I, mover, or is that the next one when it's convenient? I think that's, that's the, yeah, it's the next one, yeah. Okay. so I think. Yeah, then so in this one, no, uh, Qui-Gon's like, fuck those dicks. Listen, <laughs> I, trade, I train Nobu one pretty good. I'm going to train you. You just stay with me and watch what I do. That'll work great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll just pick it up by osmosis. I won't actually teach you anything. Where are... kind of hang back and watch.
0: Where are we going next, sir? Oh, I'm taking you to a battlefield. I'm taking you to a war zone. Let's go! Come on! <laughs> <laughs> eight-year-old... <laughs> It'll be great. I'm a good person. So then they land on the planet. They, they seek out the, the Gungans, and they meet Boss Nass, and Boss Nass is like, why should I trust you? And then uh, that's when we get the big reveal that Padme was the hand, uh, handmaid, and We're all supposed to be shocked, and we're not shocked because we guessed that hours ago, and it just seems stupid. And because here's the part that's really stupid. The Jedi seem surprised by this.
1: <laughs> huh?
0: What? What? <laughs> 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 i <laughs> out. Even Jake Lloyd, who has the most unconvincing what a damn pretty face ever. <laughs> so now we get the big old plan. The Gungans are going to attack the troops out on the field, and when that's happening, a uh, uh, special ops unit of uh, Queen Amidala and a whole bunch of other people. Uh, oh, she's making all these plans too. This fourteen-year-old, this fourteen-year-old mm-hmm. is the newly elected queen.
1: Yes, and the Jedi, including the apparently very experienced Jedi yeah. Qui Gon Jinn, is just standing aside going. Sounds good.
0: They're going to go in, and then the, and then once they capture, I guess, the viceroy, um, then they will stop their attack because without the viceroy, they won't know what to do because that's how whole entire armies work.
1: Yeah, exactly. They don't have contingency plans for if their leader is yeah. captured or anything. But like that.
0: But when they're going to get in there, they're going to also free all the pilots who, for whatever reason, hasn't been, haven't been processed and sent to a camp. Instead, they keep all the pilots in the hangar next to their ships.
1: Yeah, and remember, they've been gone for a long time. <laughs> they've at this been point. gone for like a week. And and the pilots are just sitting there in their own filth huddled in a corner of the hangar within like running distance of their planes
0: or their ships and not a single person goes maybe we should move them away from their planes or their their vehicles nope leave them right there
1: excuse me mr battle droid sir i really have to go to the bathroom <laughs> You sit down and shut up.
0: So they're going to sneak in and they're going to capture the viceroy. So the, the Gungans come out and they start fighting and that's as boring as fucking shit because it's just one big cartoon. Mm-hmm. And they uh, <laughs> uh, conveniently uh, get into the Naboo capital where all the city, you know it's pretty much deserted because fuck it, why pay for extras? And they get in <laughs> and, and they're about to go to the hangar to release the pilots who for whatever reason they seem to know the pilots will be there in the hangar. Can you tell me why they would Think the pilots would be there.
1: (laughs) Where else would they keep the pilots? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in these processing camps that they mention, but never we actually never actually show us? see.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so they they get there and they're like, "Quick, go go fly up, and you're going to destroy." Here's the thing: all the droids are controlled by one ship, floating up in space. If you destroy that ship, the droids won't work anymore because that's that's tactically sound, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. So again, because George Lucas is like, this this is just getting out of hand. <laughs> Just give them one thing that they have to do.
0: So they they get in there, and everyone's, uh, they get the, the pilots, and they're about to leave, and uh-oh, the door opens, and who's there?
1: It's Darth Maul.
0: And then Qui-Gon goes, okay, there's uh 18 of us. Open fire. Does he do that? <laughs> Actually, that's not what he does. Oh, uh, does he say, okay, everyone fan out when he comes in? Open fire.
1: <laughs> that's not what he does, no. Oh, no. What, is, what does he do then? Um, he tells everybody else to just keep going, and he's him and Obi-Wan stay back by themselves. Oh, so to the fight strongest
0: members of their their infiltration squad will stay behind to fight <laughs> one person.
1: Yes. Maybe it's a good thing that Queen Amidala was in charge of the strategy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
1: that worked out about as well as it could have.
0: Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Jake Lloyd has decided to hide because, oh, hell, shit, we brought a child and everyone around us is being shot and killed. He's hiding in one of the Naboo fighters, right? Yeah. And RTD's 2 RTD2. got in one for some reason. And he happens to be in the same one that R.D. do was in. And then they liberate the hangar and all the other fighters fly away. And then they meet Darth Maul. Or do they? I can't remember. I think it's... don't Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: Qui-Gon sees Anakin in the, the fighter, and he's, he's like, just stay there. Right. Because that's obviously a safe place for you to be.
0: And then they meet the... Because here's the thing. Then they start fighting in the hangar, and Amidala and everybody else is trapped by three dro- uh, dro- roller droids. And yeah. and then he decides, I'm going to shoot them, and he accidentally starts pulling switches and stuff, and he says, I don't know how this thing works, and <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on, and the the ship starts taking off on autopilot, but um, then he starts shooting, and he shoots the droids. And and then he takes off into the air, right? Yeah. And then the door opens with Darth Maul, right? I think, yeah. At no point, at no point, do to <laughs> to <laughs> Obi-Wan or, or Qui-Gon go, shit, that little kid's up in that ship. <laughs> He's flying into space. Well, so good. much for him.
1: Oh no well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now we have Queen Amboubadoo trying to get up into the palace to get the viceroy. We have Anakin who's now flying in space. Yep. In a dogfight, you know, the most unconvincing child actor ever, who can't even act excited that he's in the in the cockpit of a spacecraft.
1: Yeah, and we have to assume this is probably his first time, you know, uh, like, doing anything like Flying that, in he, space! <laughs> he grew up as a slave on a desert planet.
0: Yeah, he did pod racing, and I guess we're supposed to assume that those skills transfer. Yeah,
1: because if you can drive a race car, you can fly the space shuttle. <laughs> it's the same thing.
0: And now we have the fight between uh, Obi-Wan and uh, Qui-Gon and uh, Darth Maul. Mm-hmm. And, oh, don't forget the Gungans, because they're still fighting, right?
1: Yep, yep, because you've you got to have, like, 20 different things to cut to. Yeah, and, uh, Exactly. exciting climax.
0: So, uh, here's the thing. They fight... Everyone fights for a really long time. And here's the end result. Uh... Anakin flies directly into one of the ship's hangars. <laughs> launches a couple of photon torpedoes, which then explode, and then the ship explodes, right? Yep, and that takes out the droids. <sighs> the droids. So now the Gungans are okay, including fucking Jar yeah. And then, uh, Queen Amidala and the others capture the Viceroy when all the yep. droids go dead, right? Yeah. And now we're back to, uh, uh, the Jedi fight with the with uh, Darth Maul, and then uh, Darth Maul stabs uh, Qui-Gon.
1: Yes, he does.
0: And then we're supposed to believe that Obi-Wan's upset about this. <laughs>
1: yeah. Even though we've seen almost no relationship between, between these two the two of them at all, right. no yeah. affection really. Yeah,
0: and then uh, the uh, Obi Wan and him fight, and then Obi Wan falls down a thing, and then he jumps out of the thing, and then he uses a lightsaber to cut Darth Maul in half, and he falls away into a pit. Yep. And then Qui Gon goes, uh, "Train, train, Anakin, promise," and he does for uh, some reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> sure. Okay, I'll do it.
0: Everyone argues with him. Even, even Obi-Wan argues with him. He's like, why can't you see that the boy is dangerous? <laughs> I agree with them. He should not be trained. But I guess because his master's dying, and uh, I guess he doesn't lie, just to comfort him. He agrees to train him. <laughs> well, that was great, wasn't it? Oh, the movie's yep. not over.
1: It's it, Well, I mean, it should be, but...
0: <laughs> now we get to have the funeral of Qui-Gon, where they burn him on the thing, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, Obi-Wan tells Yoda I'm gonna train him, and Yoda goes... Oh, when you know he's really scary and he's dangerous, but sure, why not? <laughs> Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Emperor Palpatine shows up, and he's like, "I won!" Isn't it great?
1: <laughs> Shh, you're still not supposed to know I'm a bad guy yet You
0: don't think it's suspicious that I used this entire situation to become uh, Grand Chancellor And actually didn't help you at all whatsoever But you guys are <laughs> fucking stupid Everyone in the galaxy is stupid I'm the only one smart enough to exploit everything Just ignore the fact that my plan made zero sense Zero If my apprentice had succeeded, I would not be here as Grand Chancellor right now I'd be back to square fucking one Let's And I'm you- the one that sent him out to do that stuff <laughs>
1: But see, this this go, comes back around to the to the you know the fact that Palpatine is the only smart person because he knows how fucking incompetent everybody else is, and he plans accordingly. But
0: there is no need for him to have sent Darth Maul at all, none whatsoever. Yeah, he needed he her like, to get. He needed her to get to Coruscant.
1: But he was like, "But Darth Maul looks cool, <laughs> and he'll sell some toys. So I'm going to send him out to let him do some stuff.
0: <laughs> we need somebody with a red lightsaber." <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, so then they exactly. have a, a parade that looks a lot like the Dinotopia books, and <laughs> then they show everyone standing uh, uh, for a picture that no one's going to take. <laughs> and uh, Boss Ness is holding some kind of glowy ball and we're supposed to be happy at the end because why?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because it's over because we get the final Iris out to the credits and it's finally
0: (coughs) to enjoy the deafening silence of fans in the audience in 1999
1: as they went what? Shit we're losing the audience turn up the soundtrack turn it up turn it up Say it, Steve. Say it. The end.
0: (laughs) Feels good, doesn't it? All right, Steve. Would you please tell me mm-hmm. how you feel about Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace?
1: Well, just on a purely personal level, um, I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the here's the thing, right? Um, what I'm going to say about it is is something that I probably could not have said at any point after the release of this movie until right about now. Because we live in this very disturbing, very upsetting, uh, very disillusioning period in history just in general and it and it applies to how we react to our popular culture as well cool. where there there is this to me completely uh, just uh, ludicrous faction of folks on the internet who have adopted this kind of Stockholm syndrome about <laughs> this movie because when it first came out in 99 and for years afterwards the it was pretty uh, not, not unanimous but almost unanimous especially among those of us who had liked the original Star Wars movies mm. Uh, that this movie was terrible. Yeah. That it was bad. It was boring. It was too long. It didn't make any sense. There was no, there was nothing to care about. None of the characters were interesting. It was just a bad, bad movie. Yeah. And then in the last three or four years, there's been this movement to sort of uh, reclaim it. Good luck with to say, that. And to say, oh, come on. It wasn't that bad. It's not that bad of a movie. Mm-hmm. What about this? What about that? What about, look at the structure of the trilogy as a whole. And let's 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 juxtapose the prequel trilogy with the original trilogy and let's let's basically take George Lucas at his word that this is some really deep complicated shit yeah um,
0: let's ignore the fact that the uh, original tr- tr- trilogy was not deep complicated shit
1: No not at all not at all and and that George Lucas didn't really decide that it was that until about 10 years after the last movie was out and oh he yeah. was sort of all of a sudden he kind of just woke up one morning and thought oh it's a really deep series of films I made you know? <laughs> Um, but here's the thing. Did people, did we overstate how bad this movie was when it first came out? No. Maybe, <laughs> I don't think I did. Maybe some of us did. People who thought that The Phantom Menace was like the worst movie ever. Oh, that's no. The, no. No, that's no, no. The, that's the disappointment talking, yeah. right? That's, yeah, that's... You, you, it's, it's your first Star Wars movie after Return of the Jedi. A lot of us, like, you know, you were a teenager when Return of the Jedi came out. I was just a little, little kid. Mm. So here's a new Star Wars movie comes out in 1999, and we're all super excited, and it's just been hyped to the moon, Yeah, and it's this, and a lot of us are just crushed, we're just like, oh god, this is what we were waiting for, this is the new this Star Wars movie?
0: This is the end product this is what we've been hyped for?
1: Yeah so so there was a lot of disappointment and those of us who didn't like it you know a lot of us were speaking from our disappointment and we're like this is the worst thing ever i can't believe he made this movie this i hate george lucas i hate star wars i can't believe that they're doing this um the movie is not that bad but because the movie isn't that bad i think a lot of people have tried to convince themselves that therefore it's not a bad movie yeah and i don't take that viewpoint (laughs) (laughs) this is a very bad movie mm-hmm. it's a bad movie at every level it's badly written it's badly directed it's badly edited it's badly acted even though it does have some phenomenal actors
0: it's badly directed goes back to badly acted
1: yeah exactly i mean it, it's one of those movies where like when i watched it this time to prepare for this i was really struck by how great the cast was and by how little that mattered like oh yeah you, you, you look at this movie and you're like oh holy shit that wow liam neeson ewan mcgregor natalie portman samuel l jackson terry stamp if you mm-hmm. don't blink and you don't you miss him you know like these are fantastic actors and it doesn't matter at all it could have been anybody playing any of these roles George Lucas could have picked any random person who fit the physical types that he wanted and just plugged them into these roles and it would have been virtually the exact same movie the yeah. actors the actors add nothing because no. the actors aren't allowed to add anything no they uh-huh. have nothing to work with in terms of the script George Lucas clearly has no interest in interest in them as artists so or is what they could add to the movie. They're just there to be automatons and to say his dialogue the way he wants it said, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a bad, bad movie. I mean, it's a there, you can you can sum up why this is a bad movie just by looking at the climax, where there are four different things happening at once only one of those things is even remotely important to the story, and that's the lightsaber duel. And even that doesn't really matter all that much.
0: It doesn't because we don't know who the person that they're fighting is, what their endgame is, or why no. they're even fighting. Not even not even the characters in the fight know why they're fighting each other.
1: And when, when Qui-Gon is killed and Obi-Wan has that outburst, you know, where he's like, no! That's the first time in the entire movie that we've seen any semblance of a Action or loyalty or friendship going either direction between those two and
0: also in that lightsaber fight is the only time that we get any kind of idea of the differences between the Sith and the Jedi and it happens only once and it happens at the very end of the fucking movie and that's when they have these big force field doors that open and then close periodically and one yeah. of them closes and it separates Qui-Gon from Darth Maul and they can't fight and in that one scene Qui-Gon goes to his knees and he meditates because mm-hmm. there's nothing there's nothing he can do and qui Paces back and forth like a caged tiger. That brief little scene is the only part of this whole fucking movie that manages to convey part of the story and part of who these characters are without dialogue, without exposition. It is the only filmic part of this entire fucking film. It lasts less than a minute (laughs) and it's nearly at the end of the movie.
1: And it's during a sequence that 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 lightsaber duel that is constantly being interrupted by cuts to these other parts of the climax that don't figure at all. I mean, and here's the 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 really uh telling thing about how just how poorly structured this movie is. Um, the lightsaber duel is the only part of that four part climax that is exciting or no, it's not, it's garbage. It's garbage. I mean, relatively, Steve, I'm relatively, I have been
0: trained in sword combat, it is garbage. (laughs) The in all of the Lightsaber duels in, in all of the prequels oh, look, are garbage. I would, I believe me, I would
1: watch. I would watch the sword fight at the end of Rob Roy. <laughs> over Oh this fuck one, yeah! A mo- and, a guess times. and guess what? Guess what? Qui Gon's in that one. Yeah, and he's great. And uh, but no, I mean, <laughs> relatively speaking, it's the most exciting part of of the four parts of the, the the climax. And there's, it's the only part of that four part climax where the heroes make choices that matter, mm. or show that, or or or, or, or have skills that allow them to win Uh or you know show any degree of of cleverness or creativity like when when at the end when Obi-Wan uses the force to pull Qui-Gon's lightsaber to him and he does the flip and turns around and cuts Darth Maul in half like okay uh, Obi-Wan was smart and he was clever and he he saw the chance that he had and he took it and that's why he won Um, the other three parts of that climax we see people doing things that ultimately don't make any difference the Gungans are fighting the droids the droids end up being turned off because the ship blows up, so mm-hmm. nothing that the Gungans does matter. Um, ultimately, it's the destruction of the droids that allows uh, Queen Amadala and her people to take over the palace, so nothing that they do really matters, because even if they had been captured by the droids, uh-huh. the droids would have been turned off in a few minutes anyway.
0: Can I ask you and, a question? Yeah. Why is Darth Maul there? Yeah. <laughs> okay, please answer the question. Darth Maul, Darth Maul is under the rule of Darth Sidious, who is actually Emperor, uh, who is now Chancellor Palpatine. He's been sent there for some reason. What is he there to do? Fight the Jedi? Kill Queen Amadala? ensure the, the Tade Federation's control over the, the, the planet well
1: and the thing is does he
0: do you think that he's even thinking why am I here exactly <laughs> because and you know what
1: also notice Darth Maul doesn't do anything no when he fr- those doors open and he just stands there and then it's Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon who advance on him and start the fight like who, who even knows what he was even in- intending to do
0: well, we don't know <laughs> we have no idea standing there
1: yeah and then but anyway so then and, and the, the 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 ship is destroyed you know to to take out the battle droids, and that's basically Anakin just doing it by accident. Yep. Just flying the his ship through their ship and blowing it up, so nothing that any of the other three aspects of that climax, n- none of none of the choices that the heroes make, none of the qualities that the heroes have, their skills, their intelligence, whatever, none of that makes any difference at all. The only part where the heroes' abilities and skill and wits and luck and whatever makes any difference is in the lightsaber duel, and the only thing that's accomplished at the end of the lightsaber duel is that they killed Darth Maul. We which is not what they came there to do Which has nothing to do with what they're supposedly There to accomplish in the, the larger way, plot And by the
0: way, let me ask you a question How would you feel at the end of the uh, the lightsaber duel When Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon And the reason he can kill Qui-Gon is because Obi-Wan is trapped behind the force field walls Right? Right. And Obi-Wan goes No! Qui-Gon then steps Away and disappears and just leaves Obi-Wan there with his dead master yeah. Wouldn't that be slightly more interesting? <laughs> just slightly more interesting? Maybe, And yeah. maybe be able to continue the Darth Maul character into the next two films, yeah. And so that when Obi-Wan we kill him, yeah. kill him in in the third film, it's satisfying. Yeah, it would give complete...
1: Obi Wan a story for it, the rest of the yeah,
0: yeah, and a drive maybe. Who knows? No, we don't get that. No, nope. we don't get that. Yeah, so, nope. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to do mine now because I, yeah, I have to. I have to. Everything that you out, just said. Now here's the thing. I, I'll admit, I was a Star Wars fan. I grew up with it. I saw it in the movie theaters. You know, when it first came out, it was my birthday movie growing up, and I was excited to see the film. And yes, I was terribly disappointed about how bad it was. But I can separate my critic self from my fan self and objectively watch the film to see whether or not my fan disappointment is clouding whether or not the film is bad. And just as a film, the film is bad. (laughs) It does not accomplish anything that a traditional film would want to accomplish in a film. What do you want? You want the audience to be able to relate to the characters that are in the film. They can't. Their acting is too poor and there's no character development. We know nothing about Qui-Gon Jinn. Nothing. Nothing. He's just a Jedi Master. When we met Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars, we got his backstory. We got his backstory in, in, in relation to Luke's father. We knew that he was a Jedi Master. We got some, some points about what it was like. We got an idea of who that character is. We have nothing on Qui-Gon. He just shows up, and then he dies at the end. We have no idea what he wants, what drives him. We have no dialogue to indicate what kind of person he is at all. Same thing for Obi-Wan. No backstory, nothing at all. He's barely in the movie. He stays on ships a lot. They don't establish a friendship ...between the two of them that we can identify, so we don't have that in either. We can't identify with Anakin because he's so badly acted, and he's a character that we cannot in any way, shape, or form identify with. We no. can identify with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker was just normal kid who wanted who wanted things, who looked to the horizon, and felt that he was trapped on, on a planet. We can all identify with that, as a teenager or whatever. But this kid is some magic kid who is great <laughs> at everything, and who seems kind... And can Pod race? Oh, and he's got a huge Metaclorian count. And oh but and 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 we're supposed to identify with Superchild? Nope. How about Padme? Oh well I don't even know who the fuck she is. Do you? <laughs> She's no. She's Anakin's
1: babysitter and then they get married.
0: This movie is exposition scene to exposition scene. About stuff. Not about the people. The people are uninteresting mannequins who are pushed into situations and they fight and then we're supposed to be overjoyed when they win. There is nothing, there is not a single character in this film for you to identify with, root for, or even like they're all yeah. boring. That is the antithesis of film. A film is a story that you should get involved in, and this movie doesn't even get you involved in it. None of nothing that anyone does makes any sense at all on a logical level. At all. Our main villain. Who is who is our main villain? Steve? Who is it? Who, who is it? If uh, I approach this movie, <coughs> is it Spooky Robe Guy? I guess. I guess.
1: I get close enough.
0: We never see Spooky Robe. We see Spooky Robe Guy once. Not as a hologram. And He's like, go to get the uh, queen or something. Is it Darth Maul? He has three lines of dialogue. And then he gets cut in half. And then he gets cut in half. <laughs> we have no idea what drives him. He has not enough. He doesn't have enough dialogue for us to think he's even cool. He looks cool, but that's about it. Are we supposed to be impressed by the visual effects? Guess what? They're not. They're not. I will say this much. This is the one film out of the trilogy that has the most sets. Yeah. Actual sets. Not green screen bullshit, but, um, and some, you know, some practical makeup effects and some practical other shit. But other than that, it's all CGI all over the Place. That by the way doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. Yeah. None of the action sequences um work because none of us give a damn about any of the characters. You know, we're supposed to really be rooting for Anakin when he's in the pod race. You don't, because you, you don't believe in Anakin. You don't believe him for a second. So when you when you're that disengaged from the characters, I can, you can't become involved in when you put them in jeopardy. And that's the other thing. You never actually feel like any of them are actually in jeopardy at any point.
1: No, not at all.
0: The Jedi can cut anyone down with their lightsaber. They have superpowers. Now and and it's kind of like they come across inconvenient things, not actual trials. Like when he can't when he can't uh, do the Jedi mind trick on Watto. That's that's when he comes. Tatooine isn't thrilling. It's just a, a number of inconveniences that they have to get over in order exactly. to get parts for a ship.
1: Exactly, and that's that's half the movie almost.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's almost half the movie. So just objectively watching the film, it's bad, and I can understand that fans really want to be able to say that this is actually a great movie, and people are over. Overlooking looking a lot you know that, that that anger is all tainted by by fan anger because they, they wanted you know they wanted more adventure or whatever and they, they don't appreciate the, the subtle stuff that George Lucas put in there there's no subtle stuff stuff in here it's just a bad no. script this is there's some fucking bullshit about symbiosis in there that he throws in there where they're talking about how uh, the Gungans and the Naboo are symbiotic yeah they're not they live no, completely they... separately from one another
1: <laughs> they barely know they even exist and the Gungans even live underwater
0: yeah on an, on the <laughs> other side of the planet, and they don't like each other particularly. But we're yeah. supposed to believe Obi Wan when he says, "You guys form a symbiont circle. If they destroy you, they're going to destroy." It. That's not what a symbiont circle is, by the way. Just by the way, mm-hmm. if they came down and they killed all the Nabooians and they left the Gungans low, the Gungans would come out and say, "This is now Gunga Land."
1: Yeah, hooray we're for us! To the name of the
0: planet? We see nothing in there that shows that they depend on each other. We're supposed to believe it because a character says it out loud. So if this just came out as space movie and it didn't have anything to do with Star Wars, and you had the same script, the same direction, the same characters, the same everything, except it was coming out as its own space movie, it would have tanked at the box office, and everyone has said, what a piece of shit that was. So, you know, yeah, well, I admit, as a fan, am I disappointed? Sure. But I'm also disappointed as a critic, because I want to watch good movies, and this is not one of those. And anyone who tells me, well, you're not being objective, go fuck yourself. (laughs) If you want to love this movie, feel free. I have no idea what you're latching onto. Maybe you're someone who thinks that that like saber duels that have no breaks and and are just people smashing uh, uh, swords against each other in highly choreographed ways is exciting. Fantastic. But it breaks every rule about sword fights. Every rule. Sword fights are broken into beats. You have fight, 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 then something separates the two of them. Maybe dialogue is is exchanged, character is developed, whatever. You can see it in the original films. Yeah. There's fight, 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 break off. Either they're separated by something or something along those lines, or dialogue is exchanged or whatever, and then they re-engage fight 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 and then they break apart again you separate your your fights into beats and this fight just goes on and on and on in which they're just flinging and when you have two characters that are hitting lightsabers or or if you have a sword fight where two people are fighting with a sword and someone doesn't get injured within the first three minutes <laughs> the level you you now just assume no one's gonna get hurt in this fight because they can block mm-hmm. every single every single throw no one's ever gonna get damaged at ever at any point it it takes all of the uh, uh drama out out of the fight because there's no stakes anymore. We've seen them. They've we've seen them hit their glowy sticks for f- five to six minutes, and no one has taken a, a hit. We no longer think that the lightsabers are dangerous.
1: <laughs> and it's constantly being interrupted by cutting back and forth to other stuff that's happening.
0: You may as well just paint a ping pong pink <laughs> and have them throw it back and forth at each other, and have them say <laughs> out loud, "If one of us drops the ping pong, it'll explode and kill the other one." But after three minutes of them throwing the ping pong back and forth, you all the tension is lost, and you no longer. Believe. That anything is dangerous. (laughs) But they're
1: throwing it so fast. (laughs)
0: So, uh, to fanboys fan out there who love this movie Feel free, I, you know what, that's fine But stop trying to accuse other people of being stupid For not sharing your opinion, okay? There are valid reasons why this movie Is going to be forgotten in the next 20 years There's a valid reason why they just don't make toys As many toys for it anymore There's a valid reason why Disney kind of wants to drop them Yeah, exactly Why, why the new
1: films are going in a completely different direction
0: Why the new Star Wars area in Disneyland Is going to have fuck-all shit for the prequels there's not going to be any prequel content in, in the <laughs> new Star Wars land at Disneyland because there's a reason. And that's because while there are people who enjoy the film, you're kind of outnumbered. And I appreciate your efforts to try to rehabilitate it. I appreciate your efforts to try to point out the good things in it. I even managed to point out a couple of good things that I liked in it, but there's not enough good things in here to justify sitting through this entire goddamn movie. So, final judgment, Steve. Classic or not classic? <laughs> Does <laughs> not it deserve classic. its reputation? as being a bad movie. It
1: definitely deserves its reputation uh, of being a bad movie. It, it has definitely earned that reputation.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And remember, this is our opinion, guys. If you like it, go with God. Be with, God be with you. You're, you're gonna fucking need it, because there are dark <laughs> there are dark days ahead. There are dark days ahead for you. If you saw this when you were 10 and you thought it was great, and you haven't seen it in a while, maybe you should rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> Just be ready. I'm a, I willingly admit, there's plenty of shit that I loved as a child, and kind to love now but I I recognize it as shit yeah okay I don't pretend that it's good nor do I feel that I need to justify it to other people as being good
1: no I'm not I'm not I'm not starting fights with people over whether or not He-Man and She-Ra's Secret of the Sword was a good movie (laughs) I accept that it was a terrible movie I own that (laughs)
0: Exactly. So, uh, Steve, now we get to recommend movies that we want people to see and are hopefully related to what we just reviewed. Hey, Steve, yeah? what would you like to recommend to the nice people?
1: I want to recommend a movie that is a representative of one of my favorite forms of science fiction movies, and that is the 1950s space movie that has that is totally goofy but has a straight face. Okay. Um, because, of course, as we know, the original Star Wars was, in some ways, George Lucas's Riff on uh, adventure serials and Flash, Flash Gordon, Gordon type Gordon. stuff. Yeah, yeah. and um,
0: in fact, the reason he did it was because he couldn't get the rights to Flash Gordon.
1: Exactly, he wanted to just do Flash Gordon, yep. and he's like, "I'm going to do Star Wars." Then, <laughs> and, and luckily, that worked out. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, this these so uh, most of those adventure serials were made in the 30s and 40s. The movie I'm going to recommend is from 1950, and it was from sort of the the dawn of like the space age when people started thinking about going to the moon and traveling to other. Their planets and we started to get these really wonderful genre films these low budget space adventure movies that were about men flying to the moon or flying to mars and they again they were completely ridiculous but they were done with a totally straight face and uh the recommendation i am giving is one of my favorite examples of this delightful genre and it is a george powell's produced movie mm. called destination moon
0: <laughs> glad that was written on it otherwise i wouldn't know where we're going <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Where are we going? Oh, there it is. Ah, oh, here we go. Destination um, Moon. Got it's
1: it. it's it's 90 minutes of pure bliss if this is your type of movie. If you love mm. these these early space age adventure movies and it's about uh the 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 first mission to the moon, not the actual one, but the one that these people imagined 20 years before the right. Apollo program actually took us to the moon. And it's just a hell of a lot of fun. It, and it, right. it's Right, John F. It's,
0: F. Kennedy watched the movie and went, "That's a good idea." Yeah.
1: We're <laughs> going to do that.
0: Where I'm excited go? about this movie.
1: <laughs> I'm going to run for president, and we are going to do it. Okay, whatever, John. Let's <laughs> go. Um, so, yeah, um, and it, uh, it, it it's directed by nobody. It stars nobody. <laughs> it's, Jeez it's a relatively low budget film uh, but it's 90 minutes of just old fashioned goofy 50s sci-fi space adventure which is the sort of thing that, which was the aesthetic that George Lucas was attempting to adapt and riff on and update for Star Wars uh, this movie in particular I don't think was a very big influence on Star Wars but no. the type of movie that it is and the uh, the sort of uh, tone and feel of it is something that uh, wound up being very popular and very influential and it's just a hell of a lot of fun unlike the movie we just reviewed which is no fun at all and is like an hour longer than this this is a nice tight 90 minute movie and it's just a ton of fun and if you've just got done watching star wars episode one and you're thinking what am i going to do now with my life yeah um, you can watch a goofy science fiction movie from the 50s and remember joy and remember fun and remember movies that make you laugh and make you feel good that you're watching a movie and you can check out <laughs> and you can check out destination moon that's my my recommendation.
0: Yay. Okay, well, as you know, I pick a movie from the same year that uh, the movie we just reviewed uh, was released and hopefully something that's related as far as genre or whatever is concerned. And a lot of a lot of good movies came out in 99, but not necessarily mm-hmm. sci-fi movies. Believe it or not, 99 was much different. A lot of dramas were still coming out, and a lot of it wasn't we weren't congested with blockbusters constantly. Mm. 99 um, was a great year actually. Yeah, 99 was a great year. And the movie that I've decided to pick is very related to the uh to the film we just reviewed. Um, It's also a space adventure. It also features uh, fanboys. It also features a um, a sci-fi dynasty, in in a way. The movie (laughs) that I'm going to recommend is one of my favorite films of all time, and that's Galaxy Quest.
1: Oh, I was hoping you were going to say that. (laughs)
0: If you have not seen Galaxy Quest, it's kind of a riff on Star Trek, but you don't need to be a Star Trek fan to enjoy Galaxy Quest, because it's funny in its own right. Um, It was directed by Dean Pariseau, and it had a screenplay by David Howard and Robert Gordon, and it stars Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, Tony Shaloub, Sam Rockwell, and Daryl Mitchell. It has a fantastic cast. Uh-huh. And um, it's basically about this group of people who used to be on a campy old sci-fi show, kind of like... Star Trek whose careers have kind of gone into the toilet (laughs) and they only make appearances at like uh, science fiction conventions and you know like the opening of of malls and uh, their careers have kind of gotten trapped by this show that they no longer do and um, as it turns out uh, there's an alien species that have misinterpreted the broadcasts of this TV show as an actual history and they've based their entire society around it (laughs) to the point in which they've actually recreated the ship and all of their technology and now this crew gets uh, beamed up to help with some sort of calamity that has, has come up I'm gonna, if you haven't seen it I'm not going to tell you all about it the film is charming it's not insulting to either Star Trek and it's also not insulting to fandom because ultimately in the movie it is the fans' encyclopedic knowledge of the show that ultimately saves the crew yeah, And they recognize that fandom is important to not just the actors But also to franchises in general That fandom is what supports a franchise when it's in the dark times Did, did, did you hear what I said? <laughs> we wouldn't have gotten episode 8 if we had not been strong Yeah <laughs> <laughs> If we had just rolled over and accepted it, we never would have gotten Episode Eight, and we wouldn't be getting Rogue One this year. So, yeah, the message in the in in Galaxy Quest is great, and it's funny, and it has a lot of practical effects, and it also has a lot of CGI effects, and the effects still hold up to this day. And um, I watch it uh, more regularly than I think I I I, I realized because I was just when I was about to recommend it, I was just like, oh, I, I just watched that like three weeks ago. Yeah, um, it's one of my favorites and boy does it have a great cast and Tim Allen is this is probably my uh, this is the only Tim Allen movie that I like (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah I'll I'll go along with that
0: and that's because Tim Allen is playing a character that's not the traditional Tim Allen character so Galaxy Quest if you haven't seen it go see it Steve do you like Galaxy Quest? Uh, I love Galaxy Quest
1: (laughs) it is is one of the best examples of a movie that makes fun of something while also serves as a great example of the thing it's making fun of and also love
0: the thing that it's making yeah, fun of.
1: Exactly. Like it lampoons Star Trek and has a lot of really smart jokes at Star Trek's expense, but at mm-hmm. the same time it is also what would be a really good Star Trek story and does it with a lot of affection. Like you don't come away from it going, Man, the people who made this movie really hated Star Trek. Like not at all. It's, <laughs> no, it's not very at all. lovingly done. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's such a great movie. I remember um I when this movie came out, I was dating a girl and this was in like the early years of like when DVDs were first coming out, you know? And and she got yeah. her first DVD player, and Galaxy Quest was one of the only DVDs that she owned. And we must have watched <laughs> it. We watched it so many times, and and it never got old. Like, you could watch it again and again and again, and it never gets old.
0: Nope, it's great fun. So, ah, uh, wow, we're done. Oh, thank God.
1: We what, what are we going to do next?
0: You know what? I think we should uh, give a gift to our fans. Aww. Wrap it up in a nice big bow, and and give them something, you know, a little bit different for Christmas yeah, time. I think
1: that would be nice. Yeah.
0: So, um, uh, we were going to. Uh, um, review the other major Christmas monster, uh, Christmas cinematic movie monster, Jingle um, All the Way. N- shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be uh, it. Was a Wonderful Life, or It's mm. a Wonderful Life? Not it was. That, boy, that changes the movie. <laughs> it's
1: well, you're dead now, George. I'm. It, it was a Wonderful Life. Did you enjoy but it's it?
0: <laughs> Yeah, let's watch when Mr. Gower hits you in the head several times. That's great.
1: Was that the wonderful part, George? Why are you
0: crying, George? Oh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do It's a Wonderful Life, but we're gonna do it a little bit different, guys. You want to tell them what we're gonna do, Steve?
1: Yeah. Well, we're gonna do we've never done this before, and hopefully, nope. we'll, we'll if this goes well, we'll we'll do it again. But yeah. uh, we're gonna do the episode in the form of a commentary track. What? Yeah, we're gonna so that when you listen to our next episode, you have your copy of It's a Wonderful Life ready to go. Yeah, and you watch it along with us, and, and you can get it practically anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you listen to our hilarious jokes and keen. Critical insights as you at, watch the film
0: at the same time. That's right. Yeah. So when when we do the commentary and we say, "Okay, start it now," you're going to be experiencing it at the same time that we're experiencing it. Weird, huh? <laughs> it,
1: it, it will be a terrible intimacy. <laughs>
0: So that's going to be next time. When we drop that some bitch off, you can, on Christmas Eve, you can download it and you're going to say, I'm going to save this for Christmas Eve when when the movie comes, I'm going to put the DVD in and I'm going to listen to it and hopefully they'll be funny. (laughs) We're going to try. So that's next time. And I don't have to tell you guys to watch it beforehand because you're going to be watching it with us. <laughs> Welcome to hell! <laughs> okay, well, that's it. Until next time, thanks for listening, you guys. And for late seating, this has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week. And
1: this has been Steve Shives. And remember, be mindful of the living force, young Padawan. Why? The living what? Because your focus determines your reality.
0: qui on, what the fuck are you talking about? Living force?
1: Wait a minute. Is there dead force? That's... Yes, there is. About, we don't talk about the dead force. See, on, come on, why, why don't we talk about it? There's a living force that makes life possible, yeah. and then when you die, the living force hands you off to the dead force, and that's what keeps you dead.
0: You know, I was, I've was i been at the Jedi Academy since I was mm-hmm. two. No one ever mentioned the dead force. Oh, Are you just making this shit up the, right now? The,
1: this is my own theory. See, the, the Jedi oh, Council doesn't want Wonderful. you to know this. They're suppressing this information.
0: Oh my god, you know what? People warned me about you and your freaking conspiracy theory. Theories about the Council.
1: There's a a website you can go to. Oh, goody. It's called Info Star Wars. (laughs) and it will tell you everything that they don't want you to know.
0: Great. Well, so um, I'm just going to hit my head. I'm going to use the Force to pick up that brick over there. I'm just going to keep hitting my head until I forget everything you taught me. That's that's the only way out for this. Qui-Gon, Jesus Christ, I wanted to be a Jedi Knight at the end of this, and you break this out, the living Force? I'm I'm just
1: going to stand here and let you hit yourself in the head. because I could have stayed at
0: home with my parents. (laughs) I don't even know what their faces look like anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Living force.
1: I'll tell the midi chlorians in the dead in the dead force to get ready for you. Wait, the what? The, the, oh yeah. Oh sorry. So there's midi chlorians and there's they they're in the living force and there's different ones in the dead forest, too.
0: The, what midi chlorians? what yeah. are those things?
1: They're little they're little critters and they live in your blood and you can <laughs> take a blood test. I, I suppose I can, can
0: find this on the website now, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Quentin, will you do me a favor? Mm-hmm. Just just hold the hilt of your lightsaber under my chin, would you, just for oh, a second? okay,
1: okay. Here you go. Okay, I'm
0: totally not. I'm going to press the button. Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody.
1: (laughs) Bye, everybody.
0: Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin McLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Let Me Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Let Me Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.